0: This podcast is brought to you by Northern Trust Wealth Management. What is the why that drives today's most successful business leaders? Tune in each month to the Road to Why podcast by the Northern Trust Institute, where host Eric Shopeia dives deeper with entrepreneurs on their life's work, legacy, and the greater meaning of it all. Find the Road to Why where you listen to your favorite podcasts. You're listening to Numbers by Barron's. It's Monday, March 13th. I'm Jackson Cantrell, here with the numbers you need to navigate the markets this morning. Our first number is 311,000. That's how many jobs the U.S. economy added in February, according to new data released Friday. That beat economists' forecasts, but was a slowdown from January's runaway results. The unemployment rate was slightly above expectations at 3.6%. One group that has regained their share of the labor market since the pandemic is women. As of January, the percentage of women working or actively looking for work hit 77%. It's a bit higher than pre-pandemic levels. But if you take a closer look at that number, things don't look quite so rosy. As prices have risen across sectors, childcare costs and caregiving have impacted women more than men. And that's led to an uneven recovery for women in the workforce. Sectors that have more female workers, that includes retail and other service industries, have faced challenges finding enough workers. Payroll payments declined two percentage points last year versus the previous in those areas. Last week, a new report from Bank of America noted that women globally spend roughly three times as much as men doing unpaid care work, and rising costs could limit the participation of women in the workforce or even push them out. According to a survey from Care.com last year, more than a quarter of parents said they were reducing hours at work, with 21% saying they were leaving the workforce. Child care costs have jumped 25% in the last decade and 214% since 1990. The next number up is 10%. That's how much demand for platinum is expected to rise compared with last year. That's according to a new report from the World Platinum Investment Council. Platinum is now more widely substituted for the more expensive palladium in the production of catalytic converters, those help control emissions. Platinum's also important in the production of hydrogen fuel cell powered vehicles. That plus demand from other sectors like jewelry and industrials is helping to contribute to that increase in demand. And all that demand is projected to lead to a supply deficit for three years and result in a boost in prices. It will be a turnaround for platinum. In the last year, platinum has lost 18%, though it's still outperformed palladium, which has dipped 54%. Palladium has fallen amid a struggling auto sector. Platinum has also seen more demand from heavy-duty trucks and buses as Asian markets tighten their emission standards. All in all, investment demand for platinum may go up this year. The WPIC projects that physical bar and coin demand will double while the outflow of platinum ETF holdings will slow. Our last number is three. That's how many sell ratings Apple's stock has amassed in about a month, as of Friday. The reason? Apple's most recent quarterly results. The tech giant had revenue of $117.2 billion, which is below consensus estimates of $121.7 billion. It was Apple's first year-over-year revenue decline since 2019. The miss was attributed to weak sales on iPhones, Macs, and the company's wearable tech, which has struggled amid supply chain disruptions in China. Those supply chain constraints have improved, but Wall Street is still concerned about demand for Apple products amid a weaker economy and record inflation. Last week, LightShed analysts were the latest to issue a downgrade for the company's stock establishing a price target of $120. That suggested a 20% drop from current levels. The team noted consumer behavior as the rationale for a more bearish sales outlook. Specifically, customers taking longer to upgrade their iPhones. Still, according to FactSet, of the 40 analysts covering Apple, 31 rated as buy or equivalent. So that negative outlook hasn't quite reached the core yet. And that's Numbers by Barron's for Monday, March 13th. I'm Jackson Cantrell, and we'll be back with more numbers you need to know tomorrow. Have a great day.